Good to see everybody in the house of the Lord this morning. Hallelujah. Malachi, had I known he's going to wear that shirt, I'd have, I'd have went, pulled the one out of my closet and we could have been twins. <laughs> I, got, I got one like that too. It's a nice one. I like that. I, I like to wear that when I want to remind Michelle and the girls. That they, everybody see a shirt? Everybody knows what it says? Stand up so everybody can turn around so everybody can see it and may not pay attention. There you go. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I think Jonathan's the one who got me mine, if I ain't mistaken. So. I don't know if he was trying to tell me I need Jesus or anyway. Before I read my uh, key verse this morning, I'll try to be as quick as I can. Sometimes I feel like I have something longer than I do, but be that as it may, it is my Memorial Day service, and so I have a couple extra things to share with you, but I'm going to start out this morning with uh, just uh, reading something I had wrote down. It's a Memorial Day, a day in our calendar year that means more than just a day off of work. It means more than a good barbecue or a fun day at the lake. It is a day for all Americans to recognize the freedom that is not free. There is a price that is to be paid for freedom and those who have given their life's blood for our freedom so that we may live in life to the fullest, so that we may worship every Sunday freely, not a government-forced religion, that we may pursue peace, prosperity, and happiness. Thank God for those who gave their life for our liberties and for the families affected by the loss of a serviceman or woman. I can only say with the, uh, the Psalm of 91, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And that is the only comfort that we can give anyone that has a lost family or friend or someone they know who served uh, is to uh, give them something like that, that they can um, have strength with Jesus. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now, I want to uh, read something that transpired this week that is very good for the family that it concerns about a World War II soldier, his remains coming home. Praise the Lord. East Tennessee soldier, as a matter of fact. He came home Wednesday nearly 75 years after his death in World War II. He will be buried in his hometown on Memorial Day. Praise the Lord. Army Private First Class William Frank Delaney of Kingston died November 22, 1944, when his infantry regiment clashed with Nazi soldiers near Groschu in Germany's Hürtgen Forest. An artillery shell struck the 24-year-old's foxhole, killing him. His body and the bodies of hundreds of others scrolled up too much. I'm going to have to start it off. My apologies. Praise it. A German citizen discovered Delaney's remains and turned them over to the U.S. forces. The remains couldn't be identified with the techniques of that day and were buried at the Ardennes American Cemetery in Belgium. Delaney's remains lay there for the next six decades. Then in 2017, the U.S. Defense Department's POW-MIA accounting agency 
dug up the remains and began DNA testing. Based on indications and records the body might have been Delaney's, officials confirmed the match in December, according to the agency. Delaney's remains flew to McGee-Tyson Airport in Knoxville just before 7 p.m. for transport to Kingston. He'll be buried there on Memorial Day in Longville Cemetery after a funeral service at Young's Chapel, Cumberland Presbyterian Church on Longville Road. Finally, Private Delaney will be laid to rest in Tennessee under a headstone with his name in the same cemetery where his parents are laid to rest, said Courtney Rogers, State Commissioner of Veteran Services. We extend our deepest condolences. And we just are thankful that a family can uh, give their loved one the proper uh, burial and rest. So I thank the Lord for that today. Praise the Lord. Now on to uh, the, uh, the message uh, this morning. I want to uh, begin the text in John chapter 10. John chapter 10, beginning in verse 10 this morning. Just going to read two verses to start out the text. It says, The thief does not come except to kill, to, to steal, and to kill, and to destroy. I have come that they may have life, and they may have it more abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. Lord, let us pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you for this day, Lord. Lord, we, as we remember the fallen soldiers, Lord, we ask that you be with all the family members and loved ones of them, Lord, as we remember them this holiday weekend. Lord, if it were not for them and their ultimate sacrifice, we would not have the freedoms that we have today. We would not even have the freedom to call you by your name and give you praise and glory. And we just thank you for that ability in this nation today. Lord, as I do my best to bring forth your word, let it go forth as you see fit. And let it not come back void. In Jesus' name we pray. Let the church say, Amen, Amen. Something else I want to share with you uh, that uh, was brought to my attention. Uh, I think Michelle found it for me. It says, Only two defining forces have ever offered to die for you. Jesus Christ and the American soldier. One died for your soul, the other for your freedom. Thank them both today. Now, we know very well that Jesus is alive and reigns. You may say, how can you thank a soldier that is not with us anymore? Well, I stand to tell you, one way you can thank that soldier is when they play the national anthem. You don't take a knee to it. You stand there and you hold your hand over your heart and you sing it with them. Glory to the name of the Lord. You show respect. You honor them. You pray for their families. That's how you honor them that's given their life. The American flag means something. It stands for something. Those men that represent it, they did it for a reason. There's a, there's a story uh, that's come out I've seen also this week, uh, an, another attack on the American flag. When you, get, when you look at the American flag, how you can ever feel anything other than a sense of pride and a dedication to this country and a pride for the men and women who have lost their lives protecting that flag and the liberties that it represents, it is just beyond me. But there, there's a, uh, an attack on the American flag. I forget the name of the city and town, but how many have heard of Camping World? It's a big, huge RV travel trailer place, Camping World. I think they even sponsored a NASCAR race. Well, in in one particular city where the, the this camping world uh, has a big store, they have a huge American flag 
a great big American flag, and the uh, this, the COO of the company has been told to take it down. It's an eyesore. It's the, the some of the city commissioners and people don't like it. Can you imagine that? They don't like it, and I question that today. Are they even a, a real American citizen? How can you look? At, what the difference does the size make? When you look at that American flag, there ought to be some pride come up in you as an American citizen. I question some people's patriotism today. Glory to the name of the Lord. Glory to his name. I give him praise and glory. So thank those uh, today. Glory to his name. As we remember those who gave their lives for our liberty, there are similarities between Jesus and these soldiers. One way, it, one way is, oh, uh, let, me, let me get, I just got ahead of myself. Soldiers, when they enlist, they're not thinking that they're going off just to die somewhere in a foreign country. That's not their hope. That's not their intent. Many of them start families before they leave. When they enlist, they're still, they're still trying to enjoy life. Uh, even, uh, so, uh, some, uh, some of them even just go on to, um, to try to get the education. For a lot of people, they want to get an education, and the military is one way they do it. But the point is they're not doing it thinking that they're not coming home. They all have the intent of returning home. But Jesus, however... He came into the world knowing what his agenda was. He came into the world knowing he was going to give his life and lay it down and then that he was going to come back up again for you and me and for all of mankind. He knew that ahead of time. Glory to the name of the Lord. And as we think of the similarities between Jesus and the soldiers, number one, we mourn the loss of, of them. Every time I hear of a soldier that has died fighting for this country, I realize that not only did he die to give all for country, but he did it for me and you personally. We may have never met. I may not have ever don't had never known his name. Didn't know where he was from. But there was a connection there, or, or some there kindred there because of what he did. When I hear that he has given his all, there's something I take personal and I think about. There is a connection there. Jesus, in so much the same way, when we mourn his death. We think of all that we went through, his final hours on, on, of his life and on the cross. How he was beaten, how he was bruised, whipped with the cat of nine tails, spat on, mocked. Even the, the chief priest saying that he, he himself saved others, but himself he cannot save. If he will simply come down from off of that cross, then we will believe him. All that he had done transpired up to that. They didn't want to believe him. But they're, they're looking at him as he's on that cross saying, Come on down there and we will believe you if you can remove yourself. But that was not the plan of God. We realize that he died in our place. And, that, and we are the guilty ones. We are ones with the guilt from sin. He was free from sin. He had no sin in him. How great of love that he shared for us while he was on the cross. And that also Jesus would have gave his life for even one lost sinner. Even if there had been one, his love was so great that he would have gave his life. Matthew 18 beginning in verse 11. Praise the Lord. For the Son of Man has come to save that which was lost. What do you think if a man has a hundred sheep and one of them goes astray, does he not leave the ninety-nine and go to the mountains to seek the one that is straying? And if he shouldn't find it, assuredly I say to you, he rejoices more over that sheep than over the ninety-nine that did not go astray. Even so, it is the 
not the will of your Father who is in heaven that one of you of these little ones shouldn't perish. Praise the name of the Lord. It is not the will of the Father that anyone should perish, that all should come to repentance. Hallelujah. Then number two, we remember the life. We remember the life of those who give their lives. There are many headstones in cemeteries that remember the lives of, of the ones that lay there. The tombstone may read, gone too soon. Dear parents, though we will miss you much, we know you rest with God. Here lies a good husband, father, and brother. People want that special marker on that headstone to represent their loved one that lies there. They want to, all those that come through for that to reflection, a lot of people will put a nice picture of their loved one on that headstone. They want it decorated up, and they want some kind of saying there that represents them. Praise the Lord that, that they can acknowledge and see. But we all know when it comes to Jesus' burial, his tomb also has a marker. But it says, he is not here, he is risen. That's what his marker says. Hallelujah. In Luke's gospel, when the women came to the tomb where Jesus was laid with the spices, they were met by two men in shining garments. And they said to him, why do you seek the living among the dead? Letting him know right away he was no longer there. We serve a living God. He is not there. Glory to the name of the Lord. I thank the Lord today that I serve a living God. And when I remember Him and what He has done for me, I know that He is alive and well. We may, we, on Memorial Day weekend, we may, there's a lot of uh, Boy Scout troops will go place American flags on the, on the veterans' uh, tombstones there, lay them all out and, and show and honor and respect them. It's a great thing, great thing that they do. And that's where they lay up until the time that Jesus calls for them to come home. Now, but we know Jesus, he is not there. We serve a living God. That he is. So we, don't, we remember Jesus by a grave marker, but by the, as he's a son of God that freely laid down his life for all and raised himself up again. John ten eighteen. I think Pastor even mentioned this just a few moments ago. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down on myself. I have power to lay it down, and I had a power to take it up. Again, this command I have received from my Father. That lets you know right then and there that He was the Son of God. And we remember that, that when He lay His life down, He had the power to lay it down, and He had the power to bring it up again. And He is alive and well and remains. Glory to His name. We remember Jesus also by how He lived while He was here in the flesh, how He showed love to all, how He came in contact with it didn't matter their situation in life. It didn't matter how rich or poor they were, what disease they may have had, even if they had had demons. You may recall that he, he uh, took seven demons out of Mary Magdalene, and then she became a disciple of his. It does not matter your situation. When you believe on him, that uh, he is good to you he, he will honor, honor you for your belief in him and we have that hope in him we have that reward that we know is coming one day because we believe in him praise the name of the lord when a lawyer asked jesus which is the greatest commandment in the law jesus said you shall love the lord your god with all your heart with all your soul and with all your mind also the second you shall love your neighbor as yourself jesus lived this way and remembering how he lived shows us how to live. If there's anything we can take away from the man Jesus in the flesh as he lived here was how much he loved 
people, how much he loved their souls, how much he wanted to put the devil in his place and not let him have any control and reign. That that love for for mankind was so was just so great in him. That's one thing that, that gave him strength and encouraged to go on to do what he needed to do, even even though. Uh, a lot of people think, well, Jesus was being a son of God. He had all the strength he needed. He wasn't no more special of a man. I beg to differ. Has anyone else ever uh, sweated so hardly that it turned to blood? You had, like, drops of blood coming down. He fought that in the flesh. He fought doing what he knew he had to do. But he said, nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. And us as God's children today, it's not our will that needs to be done, but it's his will that needs to be done. And if we recognize his love for us, and we recognize that we love him, and we honor him, and we remember him, then we should be following after him. We should be following after his footsteps, doing what he wants us to do. Finally, we are thankful for the sacrifice. If we are truly thankful for Jesus' sacrifice of himself, then we will do as his word says. We will study his word and we will do what his word says. When you read the word of God and you pray, that's how he talks to you. That's how he answers some of your questions. You don't not necessarily looking all the time for just an audible voice to him. He uses the word to talk to you. It's a living word of God. And if if we truly love him and respect his sacrifice that he loved us so much, then you are honor the word of God as you read it and as you study it. Glory to the name. Mark 16, 15 and 18. Let's look at that. And he said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. But he who does not believe will be condemned. I don't know about you, but that gets me stirred up. I do not want to, I do not want to be condemned at all. When he freely gave his life so that I could have eternal life with him and not let the devil try to have the glory that he wants to have, which we know he's already defeated, but the, but the devil is going to take opportunity and chance for all those who do not know Jesus. He's still working as hard as ever, if not working even more hard these days and times to try and steal and to kill and to destroy everything that God has created. Don't let the devil rob you today. Don't let the devil rob your spirit today. Because right there it tells you what exactly happened. And these signs will follow those who believe. Do you believe today? In my name they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. All right, go ahead. They will take up serpents, and if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. We got an, uh, I, I can't get away from Sister Wanda over here. She, the hands were laid on here, and they recovered because the Spirit of God was so real in that hospital room. The Spirit of God has been so real in this place over the years. So many healings and miracles that cannot be explained by the scientists, by the doctors, but we all know that it was the mighty hand of God. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to the name of the Lord. Pastor, you can come on back up. So this morning... As we remember this Memorial Day for those lives that were taken from us so soon as young men, as many of them were, and we also remember the life that Jesus gave, his own life that he gave so that we may have eternal life. It is not a farce. It is for real. His love for us was so great. 
And I charge you today that if, if you love him just as much in return, you will honor his word, you will honor the house of God, you will honor Jesus himself. Glory to the name of the Lord. I thank you for your attention this morning.